Um, hello and welcome to um, this episode of Glee on the Rocks. We are doing, um, I think we're calling it Voices of Glee as like a more uh, inclusive episode of this show where basically we're going to hand this over to three other long-suffering Glee fans to just have a conversation about what they like and don't like about Glee, um, which is all we've been doing this whole time anyway. So I'll let you guys introduce yourselves however you see fit, and then uh, I'll let you take it away. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, My name is Monica. I am from Chicago. Um, I've been a Glee fan since season one when it first aired, and I was a senior in high school. Um, so there's a, there was a lot of reasons why to love it (laughs) when it first came out. Um, and as a, um, black fan, um, I was a huge fan of Mercedes. And so I was just like, Ooh, diversity, characters, singing. And I was in a glee club too. So, um, it was really a perfect show for me. I'll go next. My name is Amber. I live in Detroit, Michigan. I actually did not start watching Glee when it came out in high when I was in high because all my friends who were theater kids liked Glee. And if they liked something, I knew something was because they had <laughs> case. But I did finally succumb I think just before season four came out, I was a nanny and the mother was crazy. So she had me there, but I didn't have anything to do because she was there all the time. So I just watched three seasons of Glee on a pirated website in like two days and I was obsessed. But then season four came out and I realized what a terrible, terrible choice I made. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) I'm also African-American and I love Mercedes and I also love Santana Lopez so much. Santana. Santana. <laughs> we could just talk about Santana. Would happily do so. Um, but I'm Jillian. I am from Boston. Uh, Glee started when I was in seventh grade. I was not there. When I was in high school, I listened to a lot of Radio Disney. It's embarrassing. Um, nothing but Glee covers. So I was like, okay, what is this? So I had like the week off from school. And I binged the whole first two seasons on Netflix. Talk about it to the songs. My parents were like, please stop. And I had like a whole CD. I had like all the Glee CDs. And then I watched season three and I watched the first half of season four. Oh, this is what it's like. (laughs) (laughs) And now here we are. Oh my gosh. Here we are indeed. (laughs) But wait, I want to go back to the fact that. I had no clue Glee songs were being played on Radio Disney. Um, yeah, every other song was a Glee cover. And it was always that um, mashup of Halo and Walking on Sunshine. Like, every time you <laughs> turned on the radio. What, what is I know that my local radio station started playing, you know, you have those Christmas um, 24 hours during December radio stations. And mine this year, last year, started playing, um, oh gosh, they started playing all of the Glee Christmas songs. And I was just like, what are y'all doing? And it's this, and they started playing this exact same song. I keep forgetting which one it is, but it's all, it's all you hear is Leah Michelle's breathy voice. And I'm just in the car. And then after the eighth time that day, I just turned it off. <laughs> I was like, you can't play the same Christmas song from Glee. There's more. There's, there's like three whole albums. There's so much to choose from. I know. Just Christmas music. And I think one Hanukkah song. Yeah, they only did one Hanukkah song. Yeah, that's true. Ugly. There were so many characters were Jewish. They... That's true. They like, did. They really love Christmas. I'm surprised that like Rachel being a Jewish character didn't push more Jewish songs. I know when my Glee Club, like... I had half the Glee Club, the kids were Jewish and they pushed for Jewish, like Hanukkah carols all the time. And there's quite a few out there. So I'm surprised they didn't like go somewhere to look for some more Hanukkah carols or something. So missed opportunity, but we know how Glee is. So not so yeah. <laughs> Six whole seasons of missed opportunities. Oh gosh. That's the tagline. 
<laughs> be the new tagline for Glee, though. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Uh, they they owed us a Quinn and Mercedes storyline so badly from season. They do. And they never got it. Oh my gosh! Wait, I, I just want to like point out the fact that Quinn's baby was never mentioned again. Yeah. Barely mentioned again. <laughs> Not until she became part of that storyline and see she wasn't. Yep. Quinn had a baby and didn't just acted like nothing happened to her. Which is another big missed opportunity. Well, I guess they kind of redeemed themselves in season three when she went all crazy. Then it was just a weird storyline because she should have did that way sooner than her scene. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But yeah, Quentin and Mercedes were such a miss. What other broke? He never like- got any background information on Mercedes, really. And that was a- we met so <laughs> many people's parents. And we never got to see Mercedes' parents. Do you? Can you imagine who they could have gotten to come on just for a cameo on Glee as Mercedes? Oh, there's so song. many people. Just so many people they could have gotten. I. Oh gosh, <laughs> Mercedes is a character I can go on and on about. I, I love um, Mercedes. I do too. But they they missed the ball with Mercedes. They missed the ball with like so many characters on that show. And it gives me such a headache when I think about it. Um, I forgot what his name was on the no, his name was Matt, I think, on the show. He was another missed opportunity because we could have had a strong black lead character who could have did like all the rapping and stuff. Yep. But we got a bunch of white boys rapping and it was terrible <laughs> each time. <laughs> I guess there's not one rap song that was good. Oh my gosh, New York State of Mind. Oh no! (laughs) Oh my god, it was so awful. Ben Hudson should never rap. Never. Oh man, I was just listening to that song earlier, so I can like because I was in a glee mood since I would be on here, and I was just like, I'm gonna listen to some of my faves. And then I forgot how awful the rapping was to that song. So awful. Literally, um, like, when I was in high school, my alarm clock would, like, play a CD. So I always had, I had the season two volume, my favorite. But the first song on that is Empire State of Mind. So just imagine, 6 a.m. every single morning. Oh, no. Woken up. Yeah, oh, he's going to wake morning. you up. Yeah, because I was like, I need to skip this now. Immediately. <laughs> Oh, bless you. I I, I could not. <laughs> I drove my one friend crazy, though. It was back when I wasn't going to watch the show. Season one, it just came out. But I love the cover of Defying Gravity. So every time I got in his car, that's all we listened to. Oh, man. I, I, I didn't like though. Leah's part, but I love Kurt's voice on that. Chris oh, yeah. can sing. He, he's like a, he's definitely more Broadway. But he can just sing so good. And I would just be in the car jamming to that because it was such a good cover. Chris is such a great singer. Like, I, I for, oh man, that defined gravity. And then he did, what was it, Rose's turn? Yes, he did. Oh, I can just hear his voice now. Right? <laughs> my friend in college, slash, she was my um, college roommate my sophomore year in college. Um, she was, we were both obsessed with Glee and she actually did Glee fan art and she was a wonderful friend and gave me a Sam Stadies picture for my birthday. That's so nice. It it was like, I I had it framed and everything, but she's a huge Chris Colfer fan. And so she decided that like, she, she cosplayed as um, Kurt. She got Diet Coke because Chris, drank Diet Coke all the time. <laughs> and like we would rewatch all of Chris's scenes every every night after we watched Glee. Cause then, you know, the pirate episodes would be up right afterwards. So mm. we would watch all all of Kurt's scenes basically immediately after at least three to four times. That's the way to she do really it. She likes Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she loved Chris. Loved, loved, loved him. Like I do not even know how to, I can't even like put to justice the amount of love she had for him and that character. Oh, see, I I didn't like Kurt as much. I like Chris, but I didn't like Kurt as a character. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't like Blaine even. Blaine's At least not. A, Blaine's an interesting topic. <laughs> season four, Blaine really annoyed, mainly because I feel like no one made Blaine go to McKinley, and then he played. He blamed all his problems because he went to McKinley, but no one made you go there. Hmm. It just makes me question their parents a lot too, <laughs> because my senior year in high school, I got in a lot of trouble. I had a, a, a my senior in high school, me and this girl were not friends. We stopped being friends. And um, our homecoming, her mother called me the N-word. And oh. I tried to fight her and her mother. Yes, I did. She called yeah. me the N-word, though. <laughs> so um, I ended up having to take out a PPO against her and her mom. And they took one out yeah. against me. It was real intense. <laughs> but... Um, I like and like my school came down really hard on me. I had to be es- they escorted me to class with a security guard. And, like every class, I had a security guard escort because <laughs> they feared I was going to get violent and try and attack this girl. Oh I had goodness. to switch. I was one of the I was one of the college bound prep kids, so I had like a bunch of AP classes and like higher, you know, the higher learning classes. So I had to switch like all my hours to accommodate her. And even then, like with all that going on at school, I got kicked out of my drama club and everything because I graduated in 2010. They went on my MySpace. And do you remember how MySpace used to be in 2010? Like everybody thought they were a scene kid and everyone had those stupid brass knuckles that said, talk <laughs> shit, get hit. So my, my MySpace had that and they're like, that's a threat towards her. I'm like, it's MySpace. But even with all of that, like I live with my grandmother, she's like, you can't switch schools. Like, you have half a year left. You're going to have to tough it out. And these kids were able to switch schools so easily uh-huh. during Glee. I'm like, how are your parents letting you do this? I can't imagine going to someone like, I want to come from private school to public school. What? Jonathan Bross' character, midway through, what season was that? When he decided to transfer in order to spy on New Direction? I think it was season two. Yes. When you were saying, when you said that, I was just like, man, Jonathan Groff's character switched schools <laughs> just to spy on New Direction. Like, no, it was season one. Because like, it was before Quinn had her baby. Okay, yeah. season one. That's right. Season one. So, like, when you said that, I was sitting here like, man, how did he switch? Why did his parents let him switch just for a few weeks, too? Like, I. <laughs> No sense. No sense. Oh, man. The real answer to that is that St. Groff had no parents and was, like, created in a lab and weird. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Ryan Murphy, that makes plenty of sense. Let's just be. Plenty. Oh, man. So I have a question. What is y'all's favorite, like, bro TP, like bro TPs or, like, OTPs from Glee? Definitely Santana and Brittany. I was down with that. And then Sam Sadie's. Then I don't think I have any that are can. I don't think I have any that are I'm so curious and about these answers. <laughs> friendship wise, I really liked Quinn and Mercedes. We didn't get a lot of them, but if you let someone live in your house, you guys have got to be. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I was a big Sam Sadie's fan. Um, I used to do Tumblr RP. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do it too. Yes, I, I was in a like a college RP and I RP'd as Mercedes and I had like this um I, I had a role play partner who played Sam and we did it for a year. And I think at oh, some nice. point I was popular on Tumblr for it. I don't know. But I was committed to being in that RP and playing Mercedes and giving her the justice that she that she deserved along with that ship. So yeah, um, as you can see, Sam Sadie's is my number one ship. <laughs> um, and then I loved like I I just I just wished that there was more Santana and Brittany and that they did them justice as well. Yeah, um, they got chipped. They did. I mean, and then like I said, my college roommate was a huge Kurt fan, so I couldn't be a a Glee fan and be her roommate if I didn't like Blaine and Kurt. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she would have kicked me out. <laughs> so, <laughs> None. 
I definitely like loved Santana and Britney from like the first moment they have that phone conversation and Santana <laughs> make that joke that like if having sex was dating they would be dating. I was like, let's talk about that though. And then we don't yes. for like an entire season and then it gets a bit <laughs> weird, but then it gets cute. I don't know. But I loved the two of them and I like recently I watched one of those videos that was like all Santana and Britney scenes without anything else and I was like completely divorced from anything else this is unfortunately that's not really TV works um, <laughs> but I love the two of them I also liked Curtin so not as much as and Sam and Mercedes never really got the screen time where they came back and they were like oh we got together over the summer now we are now what's happening can I see a relationship please but just a little bit of it just give me a breadcrumb yeah just a little bit and every time we did see like a little bit, I was like, this is great. But you have human nature. Why are you doing this? Right. <laughs> Good time. But I have to out myself as the single Rachel Berry fan. Oh, I mean, I'm going to um, tell a secret that there was a time where I did RP as Rachel Berry. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, mostly because... I I had so much fun exaggerating her. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've role-played as Rachel, too, but only because she's so dramatic that mm -hmm. makes her... But I cannot stand her character. I, I never liked her. My problem with Rachel was that she reminded me too much of this girl I went to high school with, and I did not like this girl at all, so I did not like Rachel. <laughs> like, they were so similar just so too similar for my liking and to this day whenever I see scenes with Rachel I'm just automatically reminded of this girl from high school and I'm just like oh no <laughs> can I ask what do you like about Rachel all right so I am a really big fan of like a good character arc okay so I I know she doesn't have one I'm gonna preface that okay. I, not one <laughs> but it could have been one and that is what I've been holding on to this whole time I just think she's this ambitious, like, you know, overzealous person. And then, you know, she has this, like, group of friends who maybe, like, can knock her down a few times. The idea of Rachel and Mercedes as friends, it never quite where I wanted it to, but I liked the idea of it. All right, I think I like the idea, realizing I can also be a decent human being while, like, ambitious, betray my friends, and I... Just always have a soft spot. Are insecure at the heart. I really felt like a lot of her like ambition. And I was, you know, fifteen and projecting as you do. <laughs> so I totally, I can totally see. Yeah. The show went I on to be like this is about Rachel and how great she is. I feel you. Like on paper, Rachel Berry could have been a well developed if they put that. She mm -hmm. should have been knocked down a peg, a, and they never did that. And just seeing her kind of gliding was annoying. She never had to try. Rachel Berry never had to. Yeah, that was the part that got me was that like, I know so many kids like her. And like, and I know, like so many theater teachers, yeah, they have their favorites, like they every theater teacher has a Rachel Berry. But like, they also give other people chances, so that there's at least some type of competition. Like, just because you love musical theater. I mean, I love musical theater too, but that doesn't make you the star of every show, the, the soloist of everything. And I think that was one of the problems with Rachel that they could have humbled her more because there was so much potential to give her, like knock her down a few pegs, humble her a little bit more on some things. But like, I think it was because had such a huge like personality that they it, it never got explored more than it should have it's like every time they inched they inched into that territory they kind of took it back to do something else but then also we have to remember that ryan murphy cannot span on one storyline at a time so <laughs> and glee traumatized me so much when I, whenever I hear like Ryan Murphy's doing a project, I'm like, I can't watch it. It took me forever to watch Pose. I, I have so many, just watch it. You'll love it. This is your scene. You love Paris is born. 
I'm like, but Ryan Murphy had a hand in it. How can I trust it? <laughs> I started really having, good. Yeah, Pose is really good. I do have Pose like slight so like <laughs> I do have slight anxiety whenever I hear Ryan Murphy is attached to a project because I just think of like the last few seasons of Glee and I get very nervous and then I'm just like he cannot hold his attention span. It's just going to get worse and worse. <laughs> and I get so nervous. I mean, Pose is safe right now, which is good. And I watched The Politician, which was good. I liked, I enjoyed it. Um, that's on Netflix. Um, very similar to Glee. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, that's it's very funny. similar. There's, I think, um, what's his name? Um, Who's in Dear Evan Hansen, the star of The Politician? I can't Ben, ben Platt, I think. Yeah, Ben Platt. He's definitely a male Rachel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not super. But like, I did like his character quite a bit, and that's how that's how I was with Rachel. I really liked her character the first season or two. So I was just like, okay, we'll see where this goes. Either I like it or I get very disappointed, which is what every Ryan Murphy show is like. Did I like? I can't remember the well. I think the first time around, I probably liked her. Second time around, because I'm re I'm in the middle. The season four is so hard. Season five only, Oof. and then I never watched season six except for the finale. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I've watched, watched season six. I, I think <laughs> I watched maybe two episodes with you. I don't, you don't remember. remember. I don't remember anything from that season. I watched the episode Santana and Brittany, Kurt and Blaine got married, and then I watched. Oh, yes. Those were the two episodes I watched, too. (laughs) The only two. We haven't watched it either, so. (laughs) (laughs) I think for the most part, if you liked Glee before season six, you didn't watch. Like, the only people who watched season six came in. It seems like, wow, this is. They didn't know better. (laughs) I mean, they did not experience the roller coaster ride we went between season four. So, you know. It was so crazy, like how just season, I still, even rewatching, even with all the flaws that season one, two, and three have, season one, two, and three, golden. Like, I can easily, it's like that season four, and I don't know what happened. Like, Ryan season Murphy four lost is attention. just so terrible. That's, that's the only way to explain that. He lost attention, because season four was just awful from the whole thing. I'm like, still so upset that that Santana came back and sung that Taylor Swift song, which was a beautiful song and not a breakup song to Britney. If you're going to sing to her, at least give me a real breakup song. Like, I like season, like, season four, I like. Season three, I like. Do I like them as a cohesive storyline? No, I do not. And season four does have a lot of problems for me. And that's when, you know, I started very much being like, okay, a little bit critical of Glee. Well, not a little. I was very clear. <laughs> uh, critical of Glee by season four, which I will talk about later. But um, I mean, like, there's just, there's just so much that went on between, like, that transition. Because we got all these new characters by season four. And they were doing so much. And they could not balance it. And I was just like, oh, man, we can do better writers. We can do a lot better. I don't like anything five season three. I tried with season four, but I was like, I don't care about any of these. Anything new- past season what? Which one? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Season four is characters came up, and you're not doing the work to make them. And you're also still character. And also, Demi Lovato and Adam Lambert appear at, for some reason. Uh, they do. Oh, that's they right. Do. They do. And Demi Lovato and I, I don't remember, but get together. They they have this incredibly biphobic conversation. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I remember this. Oh gosh, my brain is hurting. Okay, <laughs> I this line has stuck. It's haunted me for because you need a hundred percent sapphic goddess, and I said it's like so biphobic though. Oh, they were on that show, like. Blaine being bi would have been a really great, except they didn't do that. But mm-hmm. Kurt was so biphobic during that episode. It oh, was, yeah. When I was rewatching it, I'm like, that's why I don't like Kurt. Like, that is so offensive. My Kurt friend, she 
cried. She was so oh. upset. And um, I don't remember the conversation we had when that episode came out, but she was just so upset. And I, if I remember, she was more upset with the writers. And then I didn't, okay, refresh my memory. Didn't Chris Colfer come out with an apology or something after that episode? That I don't I I can't remember at all. But I remember she was just like, you know, I just hope that Chris, his opinion isn't the same. And I was just like, girl, it's Glee. So who, who knows at this point? <laughs> who knows? Oh, man, I forgot about that. Luckily, Chris seems to be pretty on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hopefully not. What was one of the most problematic storylines you had with Glee? Uh, there's so many. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> this is, for the people listening, I just want to say I asked that out of pure love for Glee. I love Glee. And so this is the relationship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I may say I hate Glee. I say it all the time. Like, people yep. ask me about it. But when they call and they're like, what are you watching? I'm like, Glee. Like, what, what do you think I'm watching? I have nothing, I'm not watching anything else. Like Glee, I don't want to see Tiger King. Don't talk to me about it. But I, at the same time, really do hate Glee. <laughs> um, for me, though, I think one of the most problematic ones, and it was like in the grand scheme of their problematic, it's not that big. Of, but it was when they offered Mercedes, Rachel, the same role for Maria. Oh, yes. And she, they, it, was the, it was the only role double cast. And it came off problematic for me because you see Mercedes, she went in there, she killed it. She was better than Rachel. Rachel said it herself. No one could tell Mercedes that she was worse, but she still got like a lesser part. Like it was mm-hmm. the same part, but like it's not as big as if she was just given it. And then when she was told, don't make it a pride thing. Oh my God, I was so upset. I just found that so problematic because it kind of, relates to how black people can work three four times as hard and still don't get their job mm-hmm. and that always it just was a really bad thing. um i think there's this like recurring thing that happens to the whole show about rachel that's incredibly racially coded it's like rachel has the more traditional voice she has the more broadway voice but anyone amber riley can sing the alphabet and i would cry so it's like <laughs> yes. what are you talking about I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I also think another really problematic storyline was there. There's a lot of problematic storylines revolving around Finn and queerness. Oh yes, there are. Some- I also have a problem with the whole when Merce, like after like the romance, Sam and Mercedes during the summer, and then Mercedes getting the boyfriend, and the that whole storyline with the whatever her, the, the black boyfriend that, mm-hmm. that the fandom helped ruin that whole like made it problematic because they started calling him Bubba and stuff and just how racist it was because they were basically saying like Glee at the time was basically saying well you know Sam is better for Mercedes because he's white and the guy that Mercedes is dating, the football, the black football player, who's also, he's big, he's stereotypical, like he's problematic and he's bad for me. And even though I love Sam Sadies to death, I had so many problems with how that all played out. And then I also had a big problem with how they treated season one Mercedes. Um, and also the, the, the cheerleading storyline when her and Kurt were cheerleaders. Oh my goodness. So they did really well. And her whole storyline is highly problematic. It's Oh gosh, Tina. Tina and Mercedes. Like, you know, I just wonder if Amber and Jenna are just sitting back and like realizing like how good they have came out of it. Cause everyone notices that they're talented, mm-hmm. that they're beautiful, that they can sing the house down, and it never got showcased on Glee the way it should. All because they've spent a lot of time focusing on Rachel, which I think in season one was fine. But once you got to season two, it was clear the show, like who people liked, was no, it wasn't Rachel Berry alone who began for. They were trying to like, and they like Mercedes, other characters, you know, people liked Artie. So it didn't have to be the Rachel Berry show to still be successful. 
but they still made it the Rachel Berry show while putting down what- oh yeah oh definitely like I wanted to talk about the Born This Way episode because this has bothered me so we have this whole and it's about Rachel and Rachel's insecurity we all know how that ends but Mercedes shirt in that episode says no weave but what does that mean like I think there's like the relationship between black women and our hair and like do you have natural hair do you pass it do you is i don't trust the glee writers to do that storyline justice but i feel like why put it in the background and have it there i 100 percent agree i didn't even think about i mean at the time it like annoyed me but i didn't really get it would have been amazing if they had explored that or at least have like in that episode she still had on me or like a wig at least yeah if there was going to be her insecurity she should have came out with her that would have been great i never really thought about how problematic there's a great there's some people on tiktok who like yes i gotta talk about tiktok it's 20 um (laughs) (laughs) um i've been like there's a couple of tiktoks that were coming out the past couple of weeks of people like showing parts with mercedes tina santana that were highly problematic or things that people that the showrunner like the writers just did not explore at all and i know one of them was when mercedes got pissed off and like the the bust your windows at your car song slash scene and how like i remember sitting there and being like wow we're really going to do like the angry black woman trope like that's not great and i don't know why we're doing this at the time and looking at those TikToks, I was just reminded at how pissed off I was. And this was season one when that happened too. Cause I think she had like a crush on Kurt and she Kurt was not out. Is, 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 is my memory serving me correct? Am I right? I, she had a crush on Kurt. Kurt wasn't out, but he told her she, he liked rape. And um, when she right. asked him out on a date, Right. Yeah. And then she like gets upset. She busts his windows. And like, I'm just sitting there like, we really doing the angry black woman trope. And like, also the part when she, like the one episode where she's protesting because the, there's no tater tots in the tater cafeteria. Tots. Tater, yeah. I was just like, what? <laughs> Why? Why are we going down this road? And I know that there wasn't a lot of like, people of color in the writing room so why are we taking this route and we're never going and like when i re-watched glee i was just like we never discussed this ever again like this never got discussed i'm not surprised they never discussed it again it's glee. they're not good at up their storyline also didn't tina and um oh god what was harry shum jr's character's name again, Mike. Mike. thank you but yeah they had the same last name <laughs> Cohen chain then chain so yeah but also not. <laughs> yeah that was a re- that Asian stereotype was ridiculous oh, they didn't even man. try and wasn't Tina, Tina supposed to be yes she was they could have gave Tina just a Jewish last name they really could have they didn't even try <laughs> it's kind of like J K Rowling like her one major Asian character just her last name is Cho. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm sorry. Her first name is Cho. Her last name is Chang. Like Chang. Like, yeah. You didn't even try. Could you just try a little bit? Oh, gosh. Cue the very Potter musical song for Cho Chang. <laughs> I love them. Ugh. They filmed it in Michigan, and I was so sad I couldn't. Oh. They came to quick story about a very Potter musical, and then we can go back to Glee, but I <laughs> did a... <laughs> I did, I, when I was a senior in college, I did a, um, like a comic book, um, a comic con at my college. It was the very first one. And I just wanted to do it because it was an art school and why weren't we doing a comic con at an art school? And so um, the, the second year that they did it, by my suggestion, I said, you guys should get Star Kid because they're in Chicago and they did offer to come the year before. So they reached out to Star Kid and they came to the Comic Con. And um, the, one of the first things they said on their Q&A was, we will not answer any questions about, um, we will not answer any questions about Glee or about... Uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're not going to talk about Lee. We're not going to uh, talk about anything about him either. They didn't even say his name. They just said him. <laughs> him. <laughs> and the audience thought they were joking, but then we also realized that they were kind of serious about it. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Because I think Dan thought that they knew everything about what was going on in Glee. And they were just like, no, do not access. Do not. We don't know anything about what's going on with Darren Quest. <laughs> don't. Please do not access. <laughs> oh, had to be hard to be them. <laughs> yeah, because they got like they, you know, Star Kid. They're they're based here in Chicago, and you would see them on the streets. And sometimes the first thing they would say to you is, "I don't know anything about what's going on with Darren Chris." And you're just, <laughs> I felt oh. so bad for oh. them. <laughs> now I just want to talk about me and my dick. Can I please? Like it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's a great production from them. I don't know. Oh man, yeah. I went. There's this improv group called um, Improv Jane Austen here in Chicago, mm. and um, one of the guys from Star Kid. I can't remember his name. I'm horrible at names, if you haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> he um, during um, fe- February, the improv group they do um, Mr. Darcy comes to town type of thing because mm. the improv group is all female. And so they bring a man into the group to play a Mr. Darcy-like character. And so the guy from Star Kid was doing a special appearance in it. And so Star Kid was doing this meet and greet and they wanted people to come to the improv show. So my friends and I went and like the very first thing they said was, you know, yeah, like, you know, we kind of wish that Darren was here, but you know, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but highly suggest if you're ever in Chicago, go see Improv Jane Austen. They're an awesome group of women who just do improv of Jane Austen stuff. That sounds so cool. Yeah, it does. Okay. I know we asked this question like a billion years ago, but I just realized my answer to like what the most problematic storyline is that storyline where they racially segregate the yes oh my god oh my god i forgot oh. they did that i forgot i locked that into the deep dark underbelly <laughs> of my brain wow i'm so sorry i reminded us all that that exists but also will schuster sits down and he's like you're all minorities you're in glee club <laughs> 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 don't think Quinn is a minority. Sorry. Oh my no. god. Like, no, Quinn is a minority because she had a but, baby. Yeah. Let's let's had a baby. But let's like, think like the Glee writers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I one. forgot about that. It did bring up a good point that all their music, like most of their music choices were like <laughs> here. I if I went to a Glee and they started singing. I would be sitting in my chair like, why? It was like the 2000s. Like, why journal? Like, who? Honestly, like, I don't go to my Apple Music and type in. I just want to listen to that song. Mike Lee Club used to sing, like, Renaissance songs. Like, Renaissance era songs. Like, that's what we say. (laughs) And, like, because Glee was popular when glee came out my senior year we then started to sing covers from glee because we were just like see modern music is popular and it's popping <laughs> like <laughs> we thought we were all that plus some like yeah like some of the songs they sang on glee does not make sense for a glee club to sing you know it's probably one of the worst problematic stories. and this has nothing to do with color because it happened with cisgendered white males how close Will got with Finn. Like, that was so creepy. Like, the best man at his wedding. What? Will Schuster has to be, like, 40. What 40-year-old has a 19-year-old as a best friend? I don't even like talking to my sister, and she's 20. Like, I don't even like talking. Like, how can you sit down and have a 
conversation, like grown-up conversation with a 19-year-old. Will had a lot of problems that he needed to address, but we never got to them. Like, as a teacher, I cannot imagine talking to any of my students outside of Oh, no. Except if they needed help with homework. Like, you got so close with these Like, that's creepy. No one ever addressed it. Actually, I think we know the answer. Why does what? When is Will not having Oh, yeah. Well, I'm (laughs) I'm really glad that, like, talking, speaking about Will, I'm really glad that I think one of the reasons why I liked Sue Sue so much was because she she held Will accountable so many times for the weirdness. (laughs) <laughs> and the creepiness that he has. <laughs> I mean, she was strong. She had very strong opinions that a lot of that all the time were problematic, but it was Jane Lynch. And Sue was right on the nose about a lot of things. I just remember that scene of Quinn being in his house. Oh, like, that is so weird. Why does your students know where you live? I live in the town that... But that's where I live, so I see, like, my students out and stuff. Like, I'm a completely different person once I leave the school. Like, I'm 20-something. But, like, once I leave the school, like, I'm not in... So it is the weirdest things when my students come up and they see me outside of school. I'm like, don't talk. See, A, how I'm dressed, like, how I'm acting. I'm with people. It's so creepy that he had his students know where he lived. And they came over, and they were randomly in his house when he got... Sorry. I'm just like I can see that happening like after you've graduated and you've been away for 10 years and you're just like I'm gonna see Mr. Schuster he was really cool I'm gonna bring him a gift basket type of situation but like not as actual high schoolers even then like I would not visit my teacher 10 years later now that I think about it (laughs) I think I have two teachers on my Facebook that I went to school and I only, I did my so I had to go back and they were colleagues. Hmm. Other than that, like, yeah, I don't think they, I think they pretty much regretted that life choice. <laughs> I told her, and I was like, there's no such thing. Well, 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 I mean, I didn't just tell her, like, I tried to give her information because my master's degree is in sociology. It comes for the whole, you wouldn't eat a bowl of fruit if there was just but this person is still going to be part of the police force. It can't happen. And she was very upset. And I think she blocked me. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not really care. <laughs> so I want to know what... Um, I know we've been, like, nicely talking about our most problematic scenes and storylines. I want to know, like, I started when... Um, this opportunity came. I was I started reliving. So, what are your from any season? You no, know, that the one Glee song. Whenever I'm doing like a girl, like a box playlist, I have "Shake It Out," "Shake It Off," no, "Shake It Out." The Florence and the Machine cover. I have oh, that yeah. every single playlist. All of them sang so beautifully. It makes me cry every time I listen to it. And I will say, "When I Die Young" by Naya is in my. Uh, it, when, I, when I need to cry playlist. Oh, yes. Because I need, I need music to help me cry. <laughs> Not crying silently in that one. Is, but other than that, I would have to look because I can't, I can't really remember. I know offhand, um, I will survive slash I'm a survivor um, from the trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anything the Trouble Tones did was good. Yeah. Every, anything the Trouble Tones sang was amazing. Um, rip the trouble tones. <laughs> that was okay. Talk about missed opportunities. Let me just say yeah. before I move on that the trouble tones was an amazing storyline, such a missed opportunity. The trouble tones should have won, and mm-hmm. I'm just really pissed off that like it had to be New Direction that say that like because it was New Direction, they're the main characters. I'm still. I still have sometimes have dreams about that. Anyway, um. <laughs> but you're just a sidebar with you. You're right though, because when you think about like in terms of talent, Santana and Mercedes can outperform anyone in New York. Oh yes, the trouble tones lost, which make no sense. Like with Sugar's money, they were putting on a production, and then they had the talent to back it up. But because it was Glee and we need to focus on Rachel Berry, which made no sense. 
it really didn't and i would have loved a whole nother like at least a season of trouble tones just the mute like i don't even mind if they were like an underground group like <laughs> they were just so good and like you do have schools that have more than one glee club so it's not like new direction had to be like the only group like they could have been they could have been there and it would have been like a great storyline to really play out instead of like having well it's new direction they're their main characters so of course they ha they have to be the only glee group oh gosh i mm, what a missed opportunity and i love the trouble tone so much <laughs> Um, but yeah, that song, um, I Will Survive slash Survivor. I love human nature. Um, human nature. Human nature makes me cry every time I listen to it because it just fills my Sam Sadie's heart. Um, Colorblind by Amber when she's saying that. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's yes. a good one. That is a good one. I'm also a fan of Jesse's Girl, um, season one throwback. Um, um, I liked Bills, Bills, Bills from, um, oh yeah, yes, yes, that was mm -hmm. good. Bills, Bills, Bills was good. And then, um, of course, um, like we said before, Defying Gravity, Rose's Turn, um, yeah. some third classics. And then, um, I can't forget another classic Lee song, The Love Shack. I mean, how many times did the <laughs> video and the internet play that song? No, 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 no. What uh, I'm gonna miss when Santana came back from Louisville. No, oh, yeah. Means, um, I'm looking at Glee songs now. They did I Want to Sex You Up, and I remember <laughs> it. how traumatic that was. I want to push it too. Remember, oh, they did the Dawn song, like they did. Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't do this. I remember covering my eyes and then realizing that. It's my ears that are listening. <laughs> I think I liked Hello, I Love You. I think that was a Vogue. Oh, Vogue. Oh, my gosh. Jane Lynch. Oh, I still to this day. No wrong. I still to this day say to myself, Will Schuster, I hate you. <laughs> the boy. We forgot the boy is mine. One of the oh, best yeah. duets. Santana and Mercedes should have sung more together. They should have. That was oh man, the boy was the boy is mine was a really good one too. I will say I am such a sucker. I don't know. I, I'm I'm such a sucker for Lady Gaga. I could have had a Lady Gaga season an episode every. I mm. loved all the Lady Gaga covers. Even Poker Face, even though it was like weird. Wasn't that the one where they were all dressed up too? Like they all dressed up as Lady Gaga for Poker yeah, Face? Yeah, yeah, Okay. No, no, no. Poker, not for Poker Face. They did it oh. for a bad romance. Bad romance, yes. Okay. Poker Face was um, Rachel and Shelby at a PM okay. in an auditorium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes Glee songs and their performances just for me in my mind. So. <laughs> I also love Heather singing anything. I don't mm -hmm. think Britney Spears is the best singer, but she's like the best dancer. Yeah, and Heather Heather does that perfectly. Like she's not the best singer, but her dancing is amazing. She did Slay, right? She did on the Slay. Slay for you, yes, that was really good. Oh, also, great outfit too for that song. Yes, it was great. Also, I really loved basically almost all the songs. <laughs> Try. No, Charlie now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Oh gosh, that what was it? The the original song episode? Yeah. Oh man, what a what a wild ride that episode was. Valerie is also really good. I need to stop looking at Glee. Oh, yeah. Valerie's a good one. Um, I think Living on a Prayer. That one's a good one. Uh Take Me or Leave Me mm -hmm. uh, was really good. It was really good. Also, summer nights, but that's just my fan girl. Really yeah, that was really good too. I got you. <laughs> um, oh, I okay. So, so, talking about songs. So, quick Glee story. So, Glee did the Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? And 
I was a huge Rocky Horror fan. I went to the midnight showings. I used to dress up. I loved Rocky Horror. So I was, you know, as a Rocky Horror fan, was very excited. I had a premiere party for that episode and was very embarrassed. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I had all my friends watch rocky horror before this like i did we we took we went to the midnight premiere like we did everything i did everything for them to be prepared for this rocky horror episode only to be very embarrassed and say i'm yeah. sorry throughout that whole episode but oh. enjoyed time warp so much that i played it and had it as my ringtone for a very long time understand when i think it was like during i used to every i used to come on thursday night i think yeah. Every Thursday night, I would cook myself a dinner. I can't cook. I would cook myself a dinner. I would tell my grandmother, like, I'm, and I would watch Glee. <laughs> and, like, she used to come down and she'd be like, why are you screaming at the TV? I'm like, it's Glee. That's that's what I'm doing. It's and the reaction you're supposed to have when you watch Glee. <laughs> <laughs> I got called by the RA so many times, my roommates and I, while we watched Glee, like, he would knock on the door and he would be like, I know you guys are watching Glee, but you need to stop the screaming. And we're like, we can't. <laughs> I feel like if you don't scream at your TV during Glee, you're just going to throw something to break your TV. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have some type of violent outburst. That's just how Glee is. Like, <laughs> you have so many mi- mixed emotions while watching it. Like, you love it, you hate it, you're indifferent towards it, then you love it again. And then you're just like, oh, God, we're going down that road. Please don't go. Please don't go. And then they completely forget that they went down that road. And then they do something else. And you're just like, we're going to forget that we talked about this very problematic thing. Okay. And then it's the cycle starts all over again. And there we are putting ourselves through that torture. Every time I'm like, I think I'm going to rewatch Glee again. My sister is like, please, no, not again. We this once a year. It usually happens at Christmas time because I like the Christmas so much. Um, and I'm like, I love this show. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Curtain Blaine Kiss. That was so cute. And Nia's like, no, please not again. And then like a week later, I'm like, I hate the show. I hate it. I hate it. It's so bad. <laughs> I told you not to do this again. <laughs>